Hi, this is Swapna and Ray. Welcome to the Dreams and Hope podcast. Thank you for joining us on this journey where we explore faith, hope and dreams in the context of lived experience of being human. You know, I have been so we we have been wanting to record a self-compassion self compassion podcast for the new year because everybody is full of resolutions and uh, everybody is like motivated to start from scratch which is like the new year is somehow somehow almost a reset for everyone which is great i feel the reset is great but sometimes it's almost this magical thinking and uh like oh the new year on this side of 31st is going to like somehow magically make you do all the things that you didn't want to do right on this side of 31st so so i feel like it's 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 good to have goals i feel like they really kind of are a lampposts on that or lights on the journey that you're taking but then at the same time if they are so unrealistic that you couldn't achieve them the year before then are you setting yourself up for like failure and uh, and feeling disappointed and right and punitive towards yourself is what i was thinking yeah that's good i uh i do think that I don't know what does it for you to think that from the 31st to the 1st there's going to be some magical change. I'm not sure what, but all of us kind of think it and it's like a, a fresh a new slate, like a like a clean slate, like you wake up and it's brand new, so and it's a new year and you don't have you haven't screwed anything up yet, you haven't made any mistakes yet. And so it's almost like I will uh, you know, this year is going to be different than last year, but I I agree with you. I don't I don't know if you can it depends on what it depends on what your planning and preparation was to get to the new year because if you just wake up the new year thinking that you're going to let's say eating for example you're going to eat different but you didn't do anything to prepare for it like you, if you didn't clean out your pantry if you didn't get food that you wanted to eat in the pantry well the first won't be the day you start <laughs> it may be the second or third or fourth but it's not the first so then you've already made some mm-hmm. bad choices on the first you're some people may even be hung over from the 31st and so they're they're already starting the year kind of uh, unhealthy and then you almost mentally say eh, what's the point i'll i'll start next week and then next week becomes october <laughs> of that year you know <laughs> yeah for so. sure for sure but at the same time i mean we do hope that we can have some control over things that we want to change in our lives yeah. and we do have big dreams so i mean i do feel like this this tension between the next goal and the place that you're at is always present it's always there agreed and there's no difference whether it's december 31st to january 1st i think hope 
um, a dream and hope is what gets you there. So the dream has to, the dream almost has to paint a new picture. And so part of a dream is you're seeing something that's not here right now, but you're, you're painting a picture in your mind, or maybe you saw something, or maybe you actually had a dream, you know, maybe you slept and you actually had a dream, but something is painted in your mind as a new canvas that paints something that's not your, what you're currently not living. And then what drives you forward or what helps you take the step is hope of accomplishing that dream. Uh, and those things really go, they go well together um, because you, it's hard to hope without some kind of dream. And then the dream is just a dream without the hope to actually get there. Um, and I think we give up sometimes uh, before we see the full canvas painted. Uh, if we want to put it in that terms of a canvas, we, we have a blank canvas for the new year, you know, 2023 is a blank canvas. So we get to paint and this is what I'd like to see on my canvas. I'd like my family to be this way. I'd like my health to be this way. And you start dreaming, you know, you start drawing out what you dream, maybe even a career, uh, maybe it's vacation, maybe sitting on the beach, whatever, whatever it is, you're trying to paint the picture and then hope takes you step by step to accomplish it. Um, it, and I wonder if part of the reason we don't, this is where the self-compassion comes in. Part of the reason that we don't feel like we've achieved our dreams is because we haven't really painted a good picture. We, we don't necessarily know exactly what we're shooting for. Like what exactly are, do we want? Uh, what exactly is the dream? And so to be able to articulate the dream is, is helpful. You know, and I don't know about you when you when you start out a process to do a project or something that's different in your life, what what are the steps that you take to to get yourself there? Yeah, you know, it depends on what the goal is. Uh, I I do feel like I like this this the painting the picture, painting the possibility uh, of metaphor that you used I really like that I was thinking that you know it's it's also sometimes this a year is like a finite period in in your life and maybe it's also a time to reflect on how things have been I know for for you this is a very big month because this was the year this was the month that Christy was diagnosed last year with with right. uh, with her cancer and it was just a I mean, for you, life has been a roller coaster in a year with with her illness, with her diagnosis, then her just you and her fighting through with all your dreams and hopes and then coming on the other side of this this long journey that you've been on for the last year. Mm -hmm. So how 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 do you how do you feel after a year? It's like a year anniversary of of the yeah. diagnosis. This, yeah. My time hop, uh, yeah, my time hop pictures every day are showing a different um, snapshot of what last year was like. And so love, I love time hop and it's, it's, it's good. It's a mixed emotions. It's like a mixed bag of emotions. Cause I'm, my time hop goes all the way back to 15 years when Lily was born. And so, I get this snapshot today of what it was like last year, the year before, the year before today. Um, and, and so a year ago, 
uh, it's almost like the desires I had for 2022. I couldn't, I couldn't think about them because my, my world, like right in front of me changed and the, the canvas, if we want to put it that way, that I had painted for the year, um, really had to be put aside. And I don't think a dream is something that you throw away because your life is in a bad place or you, or you have a detour, you know, it's almost like you're painted, you painted this picture of what 2022 wanted to, you wanted it to look like. And then someone put a blank canvas in front of you and said, no, it's going to be pain this year. And so I don't think you throw away what you expected the year to be, but I do think you deviate to what's in front of you. Um, every day we get confronted with reality. And so last year, that's what happened to me. And so this year it's almost, it's, it's a strange experience because I'm, I'm dreaming and I'm hoping for 2023 and yet it's almost like I have it in, in pencil. Um, I haven't put the paint on it yet because as soon as you put the paint on it, then you, that's, that's what you're really hoping is going to happen. And so right now my 2023 is a little bit in pencil, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like sense. holding on to it loosely, uh, right now. And I think that's what, um, that's what life does to you when you get thrown something different or you, you come to the, to the reality of the mortality maybe that we're living, like it could all end today. Um, a year ago today, I mean, it's the 17th. I really, I was, my wife was in a bad spot. I really wasn't sure if she was going to make it. Now, I, my hope was we were going to have many more years together, but the reality of the situation was this is not looking good, you know, and uh, through doctors and diagnosis and even, even being curious and asking questions and then lots of prayer and community and people that love, love me and love Christy, you know, we we're we're one year away, which is, I don't think in the moment I was thinking about that at all. You know, my, my moment last year was not thinking about 2023. I was thinking about today, you know, that day. Hmm. So, um, it is a strange thing, but I do think we can be traumatized a little bit to dream and we could be almost in a negative place to say, no, don't dream because it could be taken away from you. But I think the human experience, you know, if we're talking about the human experience, it's to, once we move through something, we're going to learn to cherish and value life. And so those dreams begin to flourish again and we can't help, but on a blank canvas of 2023 begin to, fill in what we'd like the year to be like. Um, and, and, and I, and we're talking real positive things. Uh, but I, I think one of my processes, and I'm not sure if you, you can relate to this, but one of my processes of, um, kind of the new year and kind of the, the blank canvas, if you want to put it that way is I ask myself, what are the things that I'm tired of? What are the things I'm fed up with and where's the pain? And as I identify what I'm fed up with, what I'm tired of, and then, and then what I'm tired about, and then where, where the pain is, those are some of the things I want to change, you know, um, or I'm going to try to find a way to change. So, you know, I'm tired, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know, I mean, that's like a, a cliche statement, but I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. So why? Well, probably because the last year has been so emotionally draining that I didn't take care of my body. 
And so over eight and enjoyed a lot of food and it was comforting and it was really good. But now I've got to figure out, okay, so I do want do I want to continue down that path of being tired and sick or do I want to start my health better? You know, is that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I do feel that when you're really emotionally drained, the food is almost like a comfort in the moment. And yeah. it's like this quick sugar kick that you give yourself. And uh, it's almost like you're coping with the bigger pain by by putting small band-aids and uh, yeah. like really just... So it's not a good long-term solution, but in, in short term, I feel like many of us find ourselves in this position of really wanting that little little joy, that quick burst of dopamine that comes from eating something, something really really good like sweet or something like that and there is this uh, fascinating study that uh, that was in the news recently the harvard study of like 100 100 year like it's been going on for so long and they were looking at kind of what kind of happiness and what 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 kind of happiness we are seeking and what struck with me in the study is that we are seeking both kinds the the quick short dopamine sugar rush once and then we are also seeking the meaning and the contentment mm. and having having sense and purpose to the life so it's it's interesting that both seem to be important and i mean sometimes one one feels like oh maybe the contentment one would be better but i think we need we also need like this quick sugar rush things and they were also yeah. talking about how, how like um, like when we just say hi to the gro grocery store person at the checkout line that's like a quick quick uh, sugar rush if it's a pleasant interaction and it doesn't have to be like a very intimate long conversation to have meaningful connections because connections is what they said. Quality of connections is what they said really helped uh, helped with uh, making someone feel happy. It was never too late and that the connections was what really mattered. That's good. I, I like the idea of the short and long so is happiness the word? I mean, I know the study talked about happiness, but is it short and long happiness or is it short and long? I don't know, meaning? Because you're because I do think when you eat a so so I went to a cheesecake factory as I'm trying to eat well, which is a dumb idea. But yesterday, Christy and I had some time. Lily was at a ball game. And so we went to Cheesecake Factory and they had this one menu and the menu, menu is called the Skinny Licious menu. And so you look at it and when you're not thinking, like if you're just living regular life and you're just trying to get that quick hit, you you just look at the menu and say, I don't want that Skinny Licious. I want the good stuff. I want the fries and I want the burger and I want the cheesecake and I want it all, you know. Well, then you look at the Skinny Licious menu and you're like, oh, that's not too much fun. But if you're in the mindset of eating well or eating better, let's say the skinny licious menu is fine and you look at it and you order the you know the skinny licious thing low calories and low fat and all that stuff and it's actually you, we had a great time 
even though we didn't have the cheesecake, even though I didn't have the French fries that are so good there, even though I didn't have the double massive burger that I usually get, <laughs> it was it was actually good. So I'm wondering if the the if you can find things that will give you that quick happiness along with a long term happiness, you know what I'm saying? So maybe it's a maybe it's a life giving list. Uh, I have a friend, Steve Cuss, you know him. He um, mm -hmm. he talks about having a life giving list. And I think a lot of us, if I asked you what makes you happy, would you be able to tell me what makes you happy? And could you articulate something small and then something meaningful? You know, I mean, could you could you say, could you do you have a list um, of what brings that contentment to your life? And I think a lot of us don't. Like if I ask my kids, what would make you happy right now? They couldn't tell me because they don't really know. They just know it's not that moment, <laughs> you know, but they don't know what it actually is, you know. And so I think a lot of us adults, too, we like if I could have anything I wanted right now, what would it be? We probably don't spend a lot of time thinking about that. Yeah, that's true. It's like the magic. It's like the <laughs> genie coming and give, granting you the three wishes. <laughs> yeah. One would what really you, what are you need to think for? hard about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't waste your wish. Oh my gosh! I, I uh, you know, coming to Oklahoma has been a an interesting journey of discovery of what makes me happy, because I put mm. a lot of I put a lot of um, emphasis and value on environment and surrounding, and when I came to Oklahoma, I didn't feel like there was any of that. I felt like there's no mountains, there's no tropical animals, there's no fresh fruit, there's this is you know, the weather changes all the time. It's miserable, basically, is what I was telling myself, because I was used to the tropics and I was used to all the conveniences there. But I will tell you, after being here seven years, slowing down and actually looking, there are a lot of things that make me happy just momentarily about being in Oklahoma. Um, and so it almost like the dream of living in, in another country coming back to the States or coming to the States, because I can't say I came back as this, like I moved to the States from another country. It, um, it takes a little bit for you to, to rebuild that list of things that, that can momentarily make you happy. You know, like in Costa Rica, I'd say, I just go out and look at the mountain or go look at a volcano. And it's just right there. I just look out the window, you know, or a parrot that's squawking at me. That, that makes me happy. Well, here, if that's what I bank my momentary happiness on, I'm in, I'm in trouble because there's no, volcanoes there's no tropical forest there's no parrots squawking at me unless i go to the pet store you know <laughs> there's not that and so mm -hmm. here in oklahoma there's a few little things that just make me incredibly happy and one of them one of them is that well there's two things sunrise and sunset there's nothing like oklahoma sunrise and sunset for and sure and the sky and the, the sky. sky and the clouds, the blue sky with the white clouds are unreal some days. Like yesterday, I was looking at the sky. Seriously? It's it's like, is this for real? It's like a painting. It's it's <laughs> just beautiful. Yeah. Like, and it I, looks fake. I grew up. It is almost too beautiful to be true. The sky and the sunrises. Yeah. Like uh, I live, we live uh, around the lake and... I never get tired of just like appreciating the sunsets by by the lake because it just it's incredible always to see the sunset and no two sunsets are alike and they're all just incredible. So that's true. 
and i i agree with the rebuilding of the list i feel like maybe with every transition in your life you kind of lose the joys of what you've built on but you like kids moving to college and mm. like maybe i mean not i mean people moving like going to the next step in their life i feel like parenting is something that you really have to like start rebuilding your life with because there is tremendous uh love for your child but then the joyful moments are something that you build on as as you start the journey yeah. and it's very different than being 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 a kind of without kids like that's that's just a different feeling like when you get a new dog or right all of those transitions i think you have to rebuild the list a little bit renew yourself a little bit and i think the self compassion element is being aware and grief you know grief and lament and sadness is part of it because it's okay when there's a transition it's okay when there's a loss it's okay when there's a move or a new job or a new year or a new you know your kids going to college that's such a big one that i'm not i keep pushing out of my mind but my kids are not getting any younger they're 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 moving to that and we've always threatened our daughter well wherever you go to school we're going to move into that town you know i mean it's like that that's the threat which is unhealthy probably because <laughs> we're we're trying to hold on to that happiness list and instead of transitioning it you know instead of remapping the list or repainting the canvas and it's not like you paint your kids out of the canvas they just hold a different place on the canvas you know they're they're not your center daily effect, uh, attention and affection but they're still in the canvas so they still make you happy but it's not the same and i and i wonder if if when we go through stages of life we don't take the time to rebuild them or remap them or repaint them you know we just we just hold on to the that old thing you know that the past i uh, i'm going to make a reference to a movie that i think is pretty funny but um i don't know if you've ever watched napoleon dynamite um it's no. a stupid stupid the first time i watched it i was really mad about it and then i couldn't stop thinking about it so i watched it again and started laughing it's really a dumb dumb movie but there's a guy there's a character in the movie and his name is uncle rico and uncle rico is holding on to the 80s gl the glory 80s days of his football career where he could throw a football and he would say i can throw that pigskin a quarter mile that's what he would say and uh he would throw it as an older gentleman and he couldn't he couldn't even throw it across the street but in his mind he was still in the 80s and his glory days of, of football and i kind of wonder if that's what we do we can't transition to the next stage of happiness because we're just stuck in something that's not um, not even realistic anymore it's not in front of us you know and so like this year 2023 with christy i can Every time time hop comes up, I can be stuck in that moment or I can look over at Christy and say, wow, we're repainting a canvas for 2023 and it's beautiful. You're healthier than you've been in years and years and years. And so instead of living in 2022, let's let's dream for 2023 and beyond, you know. Um, but I think that list is important. Mm. You know, thinking of self-compassion, I'm thinking 
you have a framework almost like because you're not expecting yourself to be perfect and you have i in your head jesus god is perfect and everyone else isn't so in in that sense it's it's almost kind of written into the framework you live as failure is an expectation or failing is an okay thing and keeping i mean mm-hmm. trying is all like you keep trying but but you're but you know that you're you're not going to remember everything that you need to that you're going to like probably not be perfect uh, in lots of things that you're attempting to and then that's okay so i think that's right there there is the self compassionate side to your framework as well right oh yeah for sure and and i think the 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 you know bringing up jesus in my life it, he is such a big part of the way I process through daily existence and I'm still learning. I'm not, I haven't discovered it all, but the, 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 I think I shared this on one of our episodes about his mercies being new every morning. Um, we carry things into today that we don't have to carry because today is today and yesterday is yesterday. Um, and I'm not talking about consequences. I'm not talking about, you know, deep pain that that need to be resolved or forgiveness, those kind of things. But I'm talking about like when I when I look at my life and I'm like, man, I really messed up yesterday. Well, today I can wake up with a new a new day. And that's Jesus picking up my burdens and carrying it. One of his most powerful statements is all of you who are tired and are carrying heavy burdens, just come to me and I'm, I'll give you rest. And it's because he doesn't want to just put more. Uh, weight on you. He's not interested in putting more burdens on you. He actually wants to lift them up and carry them for you. And it really takes some thinking for you to let him do that. And so last year, when when we found out that Christy had cancer, we, yes, we were sad. Yes, there was some anxiety and stress and, and you know, some emo- lots of emotions, human emotions, obviously, that, that, that come through. But at the same time, we were confident. We just said, well, if this is what God is allowing and he's asking us to do this, then we accept it. And so instead of sitting in the misery of, of life, we said, well, God's let this happen. So how can we best approach this? How can we best confront it? How can we best paint the picture that's supposed to be painted right now? And so confidence in the hope and the dream that God gave us is he didn't promise us a great life. He really didn't, but he promised us he'd always be with us. And, and that's really the, you know, the, the, the daily and the long-term happiness that, that, that I can, that I can always reset to. So, and when everything else falls apart and everything else feels like it's out of control, I can always reset to, okay, God knew this was coming. He's, he's, he's powerful. So I can trust him. And I think that's the hard part of humanity is we can't really trust a lot of people. We can't trust a lot of experience. Uh, but when I found Jesus, he never fails. And um, that's that's really is a big part of of my compassion to myself. Because if Jesus looked at me, even though I wasn't perfect and he loved me, then I should be able to love myself as well. And that's a... If if I don't love myself when Jesus loves me in all my imperfections, knowing me intimately, that I think I'm better than God. And that's something to confront. 
is, wow, he loves me in spite of myself, so I can love myself as well. Um, and that's truly self-compassionate because Jesus first looked on me with compassion. Mm-hmm. So, so that's my experience. And actually that probably carries me, I know it does, it carries me more than, than most things do. This feeling that that you are loved, this feeling that you are that you are not alone, this feeling that there is more than just you uh, in the kind of the infinity of human experience, mm-hmm. uh, the faith that, and you know it it really uh, maybe with f- framework it changes. I know that for for me the framework's not the same. But uh, I do feel like I do have faith where there is, I think there is this infinity of human experience that we go through. And if you really just dissociate yourself for a moment from just the day-to-day and the smallness of one individual experience and see it from a little bit farther out, it, it, has, it makes more sense and it has more justice and it has even like like my small small existence and my small pain almost fades into the big universal thing that we all share and we are part of and it's bigger than yep. all of us in many ways so yeah and i think you're hitting on something that is so profound because no one is living this life without connection with other people there it's not that's that's not realistic when people think that they are islands or living in their own pain and no one knows truly ignores the fact that we're so interconnected um the reason that my faith can grow is because i'm connected with other people Uh, the reason that my hope can grow is because other human humans in this vast universe are are walking the same life and so the you know god is important to me but other people are important to me and that that interconnected part of humanity is so valuable because when you're struggling i can come and just be with you um when i'm hurting you can come to the hospital with some incredible indian food and that's that is <laughs> such a valuable little it's it seems so small and yet our our happiness and faith increases when we worry about one another as well. And so people that are too I don't I, let me put this in a gentle way, but people that are too focused on God and ignore people around them don't know God. Because if they did, they would look to the right and to the left the people around them. Um and so it's never isolated into just me and God. It's also other people. There's a try, there's a three part experience, myself, God, and others. And, and that's, that's how life works. So when you open up your life and even in this self-compassion thing is when you let someone else see your flaws and they say, ah, it's okay. You should see mine. There's something that that does that hum- humanly we connect on a vulnerable level that really helps us. And that's, it's compassionate to let other people see your, your messes. 
and your mistakes and to see the inside because that removes a lot of the power from it when you share it. And so when you share it, I can lift up your burden with you. And, uh, and I think this year, 2023, you know, is a year to paint a new picture, to dream and to hope and to think about all the, the, the things you want to accomplish, but we can't do it alone, but we need God and we need other people. You know, that's, that's the reality of our life. For sure. I, I like, I like this, this connection that, that we, we are talking about. And I feel like maybe one of the ways to be self-compassionate is also to be, uh, to be connected in a more authentic and real way with people who can see you, your imperfections and still be okay with it. Not everyone, yep. because sometimes it's really hard to, uh, you sh- you should own, I, I, I believe that not everyone can really honor your truth and honor your story. So Agreed. I think the choice, choice is hard, but I, I do feel like maybe one more way of being self-compassionate is finding your tribe or finding finding a place where you feel like you might be openly vulnerable and belong yes so and that as we said that i think with transition that that is a list that can grow and uh, uh, reduce like when you change countries you had you had to rebuild that list when i came in my early 20s to this country i I had to rebuild so many things, like just being part of a different culture, speaking a new language in a way that uh, is communication in addition to just uh, kind of exchanging information. So those are things, those are things I think that, that go along with changes and rebuilding. But I do agree with uh, the self-compassionate part of the journey where you are you're open you're open and waiting for more than what is just your plan like as you said you wanted mountains and there were no mountains but then there there is the sky <laughs> and the sunsets <laughs> and the sunrises so yeah i think that's that's buffaloes. we can't forget buffaloes oh. ah, we are not really seeing buffaloes every day though <laughs> I do. Yeah, I have some by my psyche. house and I go, <laughs> no, I see it by my house really? and I go, by, oh yeah, I got to go see my buffalo. So <laughs> that's I, one of the things that incredible. I, it's on my happiness list. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So are they just like wild buffaloes? They're in a, there's a guy that built a farm. It's called um, Grande Ranch. And it's just right there off I-40, which is right there by my house. And he has these longhorn cows, real huge longhorns. He's got mm-hmm. painted ponies. And then he has four buffaloes. When they first put him in there, there's only two. Then they, one of them had, they had a baby. And so we called it Nugget. And now Nugget is big as mom and dad. And then they brought another one. So there's four now. And so I get to just go and where's my buffalo? That's what I always say. And my kids, I'm sure are tired of it, but I'm like, where are my buffalo? And I got to go find them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, but that's part of well, my, if I, if I'm down, I just need to go find my Buffalo or, you know, get up early and watch a sunrise, uh, or, mm-hmm. or, or walk outside, you know, set my clock and walk outside for the sunset there. Those are just tiny little small things. Um, and I will yeah. tell you this, I haven't had a Jolly Rancher since, 
December 20th. Um, and I'm okay, actually. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm in a good place now. <laughs> That's, I think your, your hope and dream and goal for the year is to kind of be, get back into feeling more healthy. Yes. Yes. That's something I'm trying to paint right now, for sure. I think it's almost time for us to pause for today. Yes, yes. Thank you for listening. And we we hope you have a very self-compassionate 2023. Agreed. Uh, start painting that canvas. If you haven't, start now. Yes. Bye.